welcome to the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast, a podcast for busy writers who want to cut through the fluff with exact strategies for launching their author career. I'm Katie McCoach, your book coach, guide, unqualified therapist, and cheerleader. Since 2012, I've helped hundreds of writers become authors, gain confidence, and grow their best stories yet. Let's do the same for you. This is the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast. Hello, writer, and welcome to another episode of the Writing with Coach McCoach podcast. Today's episode is about character arcs. Recently, I've been hearing things from writers like, I've got the plot nailed, but my characters feel sort of weak. Or, I know what my character wants, but I don't really know if their why is deep enough. I might even ask, how does your character change by the end of the book? And if the writer can't immediately answer, we have a problem. Readers read for the character journey. If there is no arc, there is nothing to read. I am currently teaching a class called Nail Your Character Arcs. It did officially start on Monday, April 17th, 2023. But the reason that I'm still talking about the class is that it is still open and it's a four-week class. If you join even in the last week, you're still going to get so much out of it. Lessons are delivered on Mondays, and then we do weekly group coaching on Thursdays. You get 90 days of access. So if you can't take it all right now, that's that's totally fine. Do it on your own time. I'm limiting this to 90 days access so that you push yourself to take the lessons and use them immediately. Learn and apply. That is my goal for you, writer. I would love to see you in the class. Go to katiemccoach.com slash nail your arcs, A-R-C-S. You can also visit the show notes to grab the link there. After years of studying writing craft advice and working with authors, I've come to believe there are four key elements that create the strongest character arcs of all. Call this the GMFS framework, which covers the elements of goal, motive, flaw, and stakes. Or for an easy way to remember this, write a good manuscript for F sakes. Utilizing this framework will allow you to know your characters deeper than any personality test or character interview ever will. Today, I'm going to talk about one of the four elements and why this one is the most essential of the four and why it's also the hardest for writers to do, but it doesn't need to be. When I wrote out this episode topic, I started with the line, what your character wants is less important than why they think they need it. I want you to keep this phrase in mind because I'm going to say it again a few times, and I hope that by the end of this episode, it resonates with you. Here's the thing. I often find that authors are focused on the plot of the book the most. They hear that the book should be high concept, and so they focus on having a lot of big things happen. And then they finish writing the book and someone says, I didn't connect to the main character. And if that happens, who cares how cool that plot is? What readers read for is to be moved, to experience a perspective, to go on a journey. A lot of times they read to become the characters. The books that get the most love, those are the ones where the characters stick in the reader's head forever, where readers will write you emails at three in the morning, praising you for writing their favorite character of all time, and also simultaneously berating you for not already having written the next book. These are the books for your readers claim a character as their book boyfriend and they draw fan art. These are the stories with depth, with character journeys of growth that inspire 
with characters who are engaging, who feel real, who are authentic. So how do you create authentic characters? One thing you might hear often is the character needs more agency. What does that even mean? What does it mean to have a character with agency? What does it mean to have an authentic character? Does it mean your characters need to be super active throughout the book? What if they're they're maybe in a darker place? What if they're struggling with something that makes them fearful? What if they're quiet and not big action takers? What readers struggle with is not necessarily quiet characters. Those characters can be just as active in the outcome of their life, even if they're not making big moves. What readers struggle with are the cardboard 2D placeholders. These are characters who things happen to them, but they aren't affected by those things at all. They aren't changed. They are cardboard cut out, being carted around by the author. Sometimes people think if your character doesn't have agency, that must mean they're passive. A passive character can work as long as they are being changed. So there are stories in which passive characters, these are real people. People can be very passive, especially if they have experienced some sort of trauma, if they are going through something where it's actually terrifying being active. It's scary being anything but passive, but it does not mean they don't have a desire for something and it doesn't mean that they won't be changed. I bring this up because I just want you to keep in mind, if you have been told that your character is passive or your character lacks agency, these may not be the same thing. A lot of times when people talk about agency, they're like, is your character interacting with the plot? Are they making the plot move forward? You might be writing a story of someone who things are happening to them for a bit. It might be the situation that you write. Plot points are happening. Things are happening to them. And for, I think in the beginning of the book, you could have that situation be okay, where they're not maybe actively moving every single plot point forward. However, it's important that they are changed because of the plot points. So because of the external things that are happening to them, they need to be changed. And I believe what will naturally happen is they will become more and more active in the outcome of their life. So they might start in a passive place, but they will not end there because they know that if they don't become more active and take over and have more agency, they will not be able to reach a goal at the end. So I just, I wanted to go on that tangent a little bit because I know that this can be a difficult thing to talk about sometimes, or it can be really confusing. And look, not every character story is going to be about a character who is literally driving every single plot point. Sounds great in theory. And I do love when clearly the plot is going a certain direction because the character made choices that sent it there. But there's still going to be external factors, right? Life still happens. And there are a lot of things in the world that happen to us, right? That is reality. There are things that happen. We couldn't have controlled it if we tried, but we control what happens next in how we react or engage with that situation. So think about that with your characters. So like I said, what readers really struggle with are those cardboard placeholders. I'm going to give you a fun visual of this. So you can kind of picture this as you be, you write in the future and you're like, okay, Katie said, don't write a cardboard cutout. So here's a quick story. And yes, I did get permission to tell this story. 
So back in 2020, as the pandemic was causing places to close down, the NFL Ravens team made the decision to close the stadium to guests. But of course, the NFL didn't want viewers to see an empty stadium, right? So anyone who had a season pass had the option to send them a photo from the torso up. And the Ravens stadium, they blew up that photo into a life-size cardboard cutout. So my dad, being a season pass holder since the Ravens came to Baltimore, he said, sure, why not? At the end of the season, you had the option to collect your cardboard cutout and take it home with you. Or they were just going to throw it away or recycle it. Let's hope. By then, my parents had actually moved out of Maryland, but my sister still lived there. So my sister and her husband went and they picked up the cutout of my dad. My dad's name is Pat, by the way. So later that day, my dad, miles away, received photos of himself out on the town in Baltimore, bar hopping with my sister and her husband and all their friends. Flat Pat, as he became named, had an adventure. He went everywhere in Baltimore. He was in downtown, he was at the harbor, he was at Fells Point. He appeared in photos. He got shots ordered for him. He was a featured character that day. And the real Pat was miles away, seeing all the fun that Flat Pat had. But Flat Pat wasn't really having that great of a time, was he? He was the featured character that day, but he wasn't an active character. He was being carted around, put in positions by others, being pushed in situations, photos, and had no response to the experiences. He was a novelty. Flat Pat was a novelty. As fun as that day trip was for the novelty of it, if your character is a Flat Pat, how long do you think your readers would actually enjoy the novelty of that story? How soon before it wears off? At what point would your readers say, dang, he just goes along with anything, doesn't have a single reaction toward it? You could do anything to Flat Pat and he'd be unfazed, unchanged, unreactive. That is a did not finish if I ever read one. So I tell you that story because A, it's cute and funny, obviously. B, for the visual, but most importantly, C, so you can ask yourself every time, is my character a Flat Pat? If so, things need to change. And you might be thinking, well, that's all good and well, coach, but how do I make my character active? How do I give them agency? How do I keep them from being a 2D placeholder? Here's what I often see authors think the solution is. Give them a goal to pursue. A writer will give a character something they want or are working towards and assume that this creates connection for the reader. If the character wants something, then readers will be interested in if they get it or not, right? And it does help a bit. Of course, we are more interested if there is a reason for something, if there's a, a through line. But my opinion, goal is only one of the four elements that are absolutely essential. I want you to remember my phrase from before. What your character wants is less important than why they think they need it. What your character wants is less important than why they think they need it. Now, this is where a lot of people say, oh, so they need a motive, right? A reason for the goal. That'll fix it. Readers will now care, right? Because a motive is more interesting if the main character wants a goal and they pursue it because of X and then things happen to make it hard, aka the plot, and then they reach the goal. Well, we're more invested, right? And motive is the second element of the GMFS framework. So, right, once we know why they want the goal, we care about it for them. We're invested, right? And here's where you're going to be like, coach, just stop there. Let me believe this to be the truth. <laughs> and I'm going to say, nope, hold up. Having a reason for pursuing something is great, especially if you make it rooted in something personal. 
but it's still not enough to create a full arc for a character. If you want your characters to grow, to be the most interesting in the world, then you need my favorite element of all, the third element of the GMFS framework, their flaw. I don't mean a quirk. I do not mean a mental illness, a disability. And I do not mean something that is unredeemable. I don't mean make them a jerk and won't care. No. When I talk about their flaw, I want you to think about it this way. It is their flawed belief system. The thing about them and the way they view the world and or themselves that gets in their way. How they view how the world operates. Their flawed belief. Or as another author that I talked to, she likes to call it the false belief. But I like to think of it as their flawed belief system, a thing about them that needs to be challenged in order for them to become the person they're meant to be. Readers connect to characters who are deeply flawed. Because let's be real, in real life, we are all deeply flawed human beings. So when we read about characters who are deeply flawed, and they are able to achieve a goal that seems honestly super impossible because we throw a lot of big stuff at them as writers, right? And then we see them do this. These deeply flawed characters achieve a goal that's impossible. We are inspired. If the character can do it, us real life people can too. The more impossible it seems for them to overcome something, the more rewarding it is in the end when they do. That is the arc readers love to see. That's the heart of your story. Many people think that a good arc comes in the form of big external things that get in their way or someone, a villain gets in their way. And we like seeing the character deal with those external things or people. Sometimes the story will rely too heavily on that external conflict, but I believe that's only half of it. The reason that sometimes something seems impossible for a character is not just because of these big things that are happening or getting in their way, these external things. It's a lot about themselves, how they are getting in their own way and how these big things that come at them or small things that feel big are making it impossible because they can't do it with the way that they are now, right? So if you want your readers to feel like your character has been put through the ringer, it needs to start with the character themselves. There needs to be deep internal conflicts throughout so that even with all the external stuff, the internal struggle is always there. What you think about something? I want you to start with the idea that if you were to hand your character their goal at the beginning of the book, they would screw it up. They would not know what to do about it. They would not be happy. Even if it's everything they think they want, they would not be able to handle it. They would still be wrecked or they would ruin it very well. (laughs) They would mess it up. To me, all this comes down to is what the belief the character has to be true about themselves, their flawed belief system, or the lie they've told themselves their whole life, or the For example, let's say you have a character who believes that fame is the answer to everything. If they are famous, they will be supported, loved, and given everything they could ever want or need. So that's part of their motive, right? Their motive is they want to have fame. And so then what is the external goal, the thing that they're going to pursue to get that? So the goal might be, I want fame, but It doesn't just work like that, right? We need that external thing to be the manifestation of what they want. So their active goal, the goal that they're actively pursuing throughout the book is usually a specific thing. And it might change, but it's typically 
this, that we start with a goal that's like, this is going to fix everything for me. So say your character believes fame's answer to everything. That is their deeper to belief. They believe fame is the answer to love and support and respect. If you're famous, you got it. These silly people. <laughs> and so the goal might be to win a major contest because everyone who wins this specific contest becomes famous. So that's their goal. Their goal, win a major contest because it will lead to fame. So if this was your character and you had them win the contest at the beginning of their the book, what would they do? If you can say that you would give them this win and the fame and they would live happily ever after, enjoy their fame and everything is great and they are loved and supported and respected, truly, then, well, you've got no character arc. I want you to be able to say they would destroy their goal in seconds. In the case of this example, maybe let's say they'd won the contest and reached their goal, but the fame part, what they really want to deep down and why they want it for love and support and respect. Well, that backfires. They either, A, they don't get the fame because it does nothing um, or they didn't really work for it. Or B, they do get fame and it's horrible. C, maybe they get fame and they're taken advantage of or they take advantage of it. They would lose it immediately. Maybe they get the fame, but they still don't ever get the love, respect, and support because they haven't earned it, right? They might have magically discovered, gotten this goal, but they didn't earn the goal, which is really to be loved and respected. So they might have the fame and the title, but they don't have anything else that they thought fame was going to fix because their flaw makes it impossible to receive their goal with resolution. Because they believe fame is the answer, and then they are given the opportunity to have that fame. And they haven't actually challenged that maybe fame's not the answer, because we all know it's not. If the answer is, if the character really wants to be loved and respected deeply, truly, and they think fame's the way to do it, they get their fame and then they're like, oops, why does not anyone love me? <laughs> Why doesn't anyone respect me? Because you didn't earn it, right? So I always want you to think about the your character needs to earn their goal at the end of the book. And usually because they have put in the work to earn their goal and they've had an arc and they've changed, they've now earned their goal. I'm just going to give you a little spoiler alert. Usually it doesn't matter what the goal is anymore. They might be given that goal and they might say, I don't care anymore. I've got other things I care about more. Or they aren't, they don't get the goal and they're like, that's totally fine. I really didn't need it now because what matters to them, what they truly want deep down has evolved. It changed by the end of the book because they have changed. So you can see with this example, uh, with the character who believes fame's answer to everything, um, who wants to win a contest so they can get fame can see that this book could have a ton of external challenges, but it's how those challenges change the character internally that gives a true arc. By dealing with one challenge after another and changing their perspective and mindset and being forced to face a new reality, they have a full arc, a full journey, and they will now end the book in one of two ways. Here's what it would look like for this example character. The character gets their goal, wins the contest, but it doesn't 
matter because they've grown so much. So they win and receive fame, but deep down, they don't care anymore. They don't need the fame. They didn't even need the win. They're happy without it. B, they don't win the contest. They don't get their goal. And again, it's okay because they realize it's something else that brings them the true goal of being loved and supported. So eventually they realize, oh, it's not actually fame I want. It's actually to be loved and respected. Oh, okay. So how do I get that? At some point in the story, this character learned that lesson and then had to figure out how to grow from the lesson. So when you're thinking about your character, whether you have a goal in mind or not, I want you to think about why your character is not ready to get something. What about their life or their view of life would make them screw it up if they got it too soon? Why do they think this goal is the solution to their problems? Why do they think this is the thing that will solve everything? Remember, what your character wants and why they want it is less important than why they think it will solve everything for them. Goal and motive are important, but what's more important is why they think this goal is going to fix them, fix their life, bring them resolution. They will not receive resolution if they haven't done the work to earn the goal. And by the time that they've earned the goal, usually that doesn't even matter because they met resolution in another way. This is a very skimming the surface sort of, you know, I'm talking about some of this stuff in kind of a high level way. There are many nuances and layers to this. In my course, as we talk about goal, we talk about things like there's a realized goal and an unrealized goal. And there is even a unseen larger goal that the protagonist and the antagonist both share. So there, there's a lot more to this. Obviously, same for motive. And then, of course, the flaw, my favorite thing ever. And then lastly, stakes. That's the fourth element, which bridges everything together. What is at stake for the character if they don't reach this goal? I would love to see you in the course because I think that these three elements absolutely make up the strongest character arcs. If you can't tell, I geek out about this. If you want to dive deep into these concepts, goal, motive, flaw, and stakes, then join me. Sign up right now as we dig into these concepts. We workshop your work in progress, whether it's a written one or a new idea. We can workshop it during the weekly coaching calls and you can attend live or if you're going to not be able to make it, you can submit your questions in advance and I will still answer them on the call. You'll be able to catch the replay. This course is four weeks long. It did start on April 17th. So we are currently into the second week. The sooner you sign up, the better, because I really want you to jump into those calls. But if you sign up and it's May 10th and it is the day before the class closes, you will still get so much out of this. You will have 90 days of access to the course content and the group coaching call replays. So you're still going to get a ton out of this. Of course, I will be teaching this again in the future because it is my geekiest favorite thing to talk about. So sign up at katiemccoach.com slash nail your arcs. You'll either sign up and join the class right away, or you might end up being put on the list for when the next class is launched. All right, that's all I'm going to leave you with today, writer. Until next time, keep growing.